Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. State of the Suns, driven by Sonic Drive-In. Mmm, Sonic. Prince and Gambo take you inside the Suns front office and talk with a key decision maker. James Jones for his weekly visit here on the Burns and Gambo Show. It's always a pleasure to have on the president of basketball operations and the general manager of the Suns. He joins us here on the Arizona Sports Line. James, good afternoon. How are you doing today? I'm good. Good afternoon, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you got a lot of reasons to be happy right now. Three games with Kevin Durant, three victories, and that game on Sunday against Dallas, that, that was a lot of fun. In, in watching... How adaptable Kevin Durant is, that's the word we always use. Why do you think it why do you think it is that he's fit in so flawlessly so far? I mean, because he's one of the best players to ever play the game. It's it's really uh it's it's easy to play with him. Um he, he can do everything. Um he makes the game easier for his teammates. Um and he does what, what you want basketball players to do. Um he puts the ball in the basket at a very high level and, and so for his teammates it gives them uh, a great margin for error uh, because even if things aren't hitting right, he's able to make up the difference. What's more difficult? Is it more difficult for Kevin to adjust to a whole bunch of new players or is it more difficult for those players to adjust to playing with Kevin? Um, I, I think it's, you know, it's probably the players adjusting to Kevin um, because he has the ability to adjust. Um, like, like we talked about earlier uh, this week, um, he makes the right play. Um, and so there, there are moments on the court where he's the primary option and, you know, he's looking to, to drive the offense. And then there are moments where he just blends in and he's just a player making the right play. Um, for guys who haven't uh, played off a guy like him, them trying to fig- figure out how to pick their spots and, and how to get out of his way, that's usually the challenge. But, but he does a great job of communicating with those guys to tell them exactly what he's looking at and what he's looking for. And there's trust, too, right? Like, he's almost, like, instantaneously shown that he's got trust in guys that he's never played with before. When he's going to make the right play, he expects those guys to make the right play along with him, right? Well, he's been doing that his entire career. Um, you know, back in OKC, um, in Golden State, um, Brooklyn, and now here. Uh, he's had plenty of teammates and, and plenty of teammates that are, are different levels of capacity. Um, he's had superstar, all-star teammates. He's had you know, two-way teammates. And, and so he's always found a way to make those guys better. So he's re- extremely comfortable playing with any type of player. It's usually just an adjustment for, for guys because they, they sometimes find out how, how wide open they can be when they're playing with Kevin. You are obviously watching these games with a much more critical eye than most. From your perspective, what can be tightened up? What can be improved on? What would you like to see your guys do better in the games moving forward after what you've seen for the first three? Well, well, everything. I think um, there there are a lot of there's a lot of room for growth. Offensive rebounding uh, has been an issue in some games. Um, you know, shot selection. You know, the the balance between shooting threes and driving to the basket. Um, defensive rotations. You know, being being a little bit late. Guys, you know, going under on screens or, or not picking up guys at at the three point line uh, at, at at the proper time. Uh, there are a lot of things in all facets of the game where we can improve, but I think it just gives us a greater margin for error when we're able to play uh, on the offensive end at a very high clip. I saw when, when when Landale was in the game, it seemed like Dallas was able to get some easy buckets, and I think Monty then went to KD at the five. And we know he could play some center, but how often do you think you'll use that, and how much of a, of a weapon can that be if he plays some center for you at times? Um, I, I think it's, it gives us an advantage. I, I don't know. Coach would be best to tell you how often we'll use it and when we use it. 
I think so much of what we do with Kevin is matchup dependent. Um, I, I don't expect you'll see him playing the five if Jokic is there or Embiid. Um, but when you're talking about teams playing their power forwards um, or like a Christian Wood at center, it makes sense. KD's the same size as those guys, and, and he had the length and, and athleticism uh, to protect the paint. Last year in the playoffs, they the, the Mavs, they trapped Book a lot because they were willing to leave Jay open or Mikhail or even Chris. They didn't trap when Cam Johnson was on the floor because he's, he's a good catch-and-shoot guy. And watching this game, I was really watching to see how often they would trap Book, and they just really didn't. Now, they did. You know, KD in the second half, when he got it in the post and on the elbow, they doubled. But I was it was, it was interesting to see how they were going to play Book, and they, they definitely did not trap the way they did last year in the playoffs. I imagine that's all because KD... KD's on the court. I think that has something to do with it. Um, I, I would assume that's that's part of the thinking. Uh, but additionally, this is also the regular season, and a, a lot of times teams don't they don't go to you know their they don't get to their playoff game plan this early in the year. Um, but I do know that having Kevin on the floor, um, his ability to score, his ability uh, to take advantage of of the defense, putting two to the ball against Devin makes it tough on the backside to guard KD. And, 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 and send an extra defender his way. So um, that balance, having those two guys on opposite sides of the floor, definitely makes it easier for those guys to, to be great. James Jones, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo Show. I want to ask you about Chris Paul. You guys have been preparing for this moment, it seems like all season long, playing him off the ball a little bit more, having him be more of a catch-and-shoot guard as opposed to having the ball in his hands all the time. Do you feel like that strategy throughout the season is really paying off now with the way you've restructured this roster with KD? It does. I mean, it, it is. Um, we, we we know that um, if the ball, even even without KD, if the ball is in Devin's hands, um, if it, it's going to find its way to Chris. And and depending on how teams are playing him, he's going to have to be willing and able to make shots, and he can. Um, but now I think he's just free to to think about scoring. Um, he doesn't have to set guys up. You know, the the advanced pass doesn't have to be a trigger pass that creates an advantage for guys who maybe can't create for themselves. He's the beneficiary of a, a lot of advantage plays right now, and he's making the most of it. When you were on with us last week, you said that DeAndre Ayton, that you, you guys throw a lot at him. You've you've made him change things and, and asked him to change things, and his role is constantly shifting. Three games in, how do you think he's done with KD on the floor with him, and how do you think his teammates have done with Ayton while KD's on the floor in terms of him being involved? I think DA's been, been great. Um, you know, you can look at the production um, over that stretch, and, and you can see that he's been impactful. If you watch the individual games, it's not the same way every game. You know, some games, a couple games, we're asking him to be an offensive threat in the, in the middle, and then teams take that away, and we're asking him to be patient and, you know, get, get his points off the offensive glass uh, to, to rebound the ball to make sure we don't get second, they don't get second-chance points. Now, we're just asking him to do uh, a lot of things, and he's he's been – He's been great, man. He's fighting through uh, bumps and bruises. Uh, he's fighting through double teams and collisions, and uh, he's helping us win games. And so he'll continue to do that, uh, just because I know uh, as, as he's gotten older and matured, he's really starting to understand that we need him to be an impactful player in different ways. 
I want to ask you about this before I ask you my last question. Being a guy that played college basketball at Miami, played in the Big East, it was just announced a short time ago, Jim Beheim out after 47 seasons at Syracuse. I grew up in an era with John Thompson and Roly Massimino and Louis Carnesecca and P.J. Carlissa. There was so many great coaches in the Big East. Beheim, one of them. You competed against him. What do you remember about being a player and going up against Beheim teams? Man, it, it was tough. You know, he's he's one of those those great coaches that you never right so good. They've been a basketball and success for so long. They just become a part of the the institution. Um, but you know, it was it was exciting because you wanted to beat his teams, um, but you really wanted to beat him um, <laughs> because the, the names and the, the names on the jersey and the players changed every year. But Bayheim was there, and so if you were there. When I was in there uh, for four years uh, at Miami, I wanted to be Syracuse. And uh, I think we might have done it once. Uh, accomplished, and, you know, he has an accomplished career, and there's nothing but respect for Coach Bayon. And that matchup zone, right? I mean, that matchup zone kept him in almost every single game. No, it was, you know, and, and he stuck with it. And uh, he found a way to, 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 to make it work in, a, in an era um, especially now where everything's man-to-man, where, where people say it can't work. He had tremendous success doing it. All right, I do want to ask you last one basketball-wise. A week ago, two weeks ago, I would not have thought that getting to the two-seed was possible. So we talked a lot about you've got a bunch of back-to-backs. Maybe you give guys a day off here or there, and you don't need to chase it. But all of a sudden, with the Clark injury and what's going on with Ja, uh, it, 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 all of a sudden it's obtainable. I mean, you guys win tonight. You're only two games out of the two seed. Is it something that you guys are chasing right now or no? Uh, we're chasing wins, but not, you know, not, not seeding, right? Like, you know, we, we won't change. You know, we're not going to put extra emphasis and say, okay, well, hey, guys, guess what? Now we're going to play every single game. Uh, we're just going to play it regardless of the situation because we're looking for the two seed. No, that's not how we're looking at it. We're looking at it like we, as long as we continue to win games in the right manner, We'll give ourselves a shot to get the best seed we can. And and whatever seed we get, as long as it's not the play-in game, we'll be playing on opening weekend. Yeah, good stuff, James. We appreciate the time, as always. Best of luck tonight against the Thunder. We'll talk to you next week, okay? All right, thanks, guys.